Hi, and welcome to the Giant Ass Podcast. My name is Deirdre Fitzpatrick. Today, we're talking about accountability partners. So what is an accountability partner? It's a relationship where each person has a goal and you basically commit to be supportive of each other. So not exactly a mentorship, because usually like that is somewhat uneven footing where one person has more experience than the other person. This is more people who are on equal footing, who are each going after something that's clearly defined and you agree to be supportive and resourceful to each other to help achieve both of those goals. You may have heard the term over the last couple of years, a mastermind. It became really popular in the self-help space. And that was more of a group of people who are at a similar position, who are brainstorming with each other and going after goals. So big in the online community sphere, but this is a little bit different. So why would you need an accountability partner? Because doing stuff on your own is not fun all the time. In fact, it's not fun a lot of the times. It's very hard. And being able to bounce something off of someone can be a really productive and enjoyable way to get stuff done. And having somebody who will cheer you on, but also kind of kick your butt when you're not following through is hugely helpful. And this can be applicable to fitness goals, to parenting, professional things, educational. I mean, really everything in life would be better, I think, with an accountability partner. So Dying to Ask is all about figuring out how people pull big things off, how they go from idea to reality, and how you can achieve your own goals. How I have not thought to do an episode on accountability partners until now, 160 episodes in, I I just don't know. I mean, like, this was dumb easy and it was right in front of me the whole time. But I just started thinking about it when I was reading so much these days about companies bringing people back in and the big push to get people back together. And when you are in an office environment or you are in person at work, you kind of have some built-in accountability partners because you have your coworkers who you see each day and who, if you're not ticking the boxes, will know that you're not. So it's a lot easier to have accountability partners, maybe if you see the same group of people all the time. But if you don't, or you have maybe a goal outside of your traditional job, then this might be where finding an accountability partner and being one to someone else could be really, really helpful. So I had planned on doing this episode all on my own, but then coincidentally, I had this TV interview lined up with one of my favorite people, Amy Schmidt, who is an absolute expert on this topic, and I talked her into thinking this out with me. Amy has been on the show before. We've talked about confidence. We've talked about her different brands. One is Fearlessly Facing 50, which she launched in her late 40s as she was transitioning from Um, being a mom of four into pursuing some other challenges she wanted to do professionally. And now she has launched another brand called Better Than Gossip. And it is a streaming service. It is a podcast. It is an online community. And it's just fantastic. And you know how she did it? She did it with an accountability partner. (laughs) So here's my conversation about why we need accountability partners, how to get one, and how to be one on this week's Dying to Ask podcast. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic, anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track and living our best Instagrammable lives. Best lives-ish. The reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. 
A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like now? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of the Dying Desk Podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again. Amy, thanks for joining us on the Dying Desk Podcast. And we were actually working on another project and I was getting ready to record this um, episode about how to have an accountability partner or accountability group. And I thought, you know what? Amy would be perfect to brainstorm this with because you have lived <laughs> this for the last I few have. years. I have. Accountability partners are key. And I say partners with an S because I have many more than one um, in different facets of my life. So I love it. So thanks for asking me. Absolutely. Okay. So explain like how you decided to bring an accountability partner into your yeah. life. Like as you were making what transition did you decide I need somebody to, to help me with this? Yeah. So, so let's talk about business first, because I, you know, I've had fearlessly facing 50, the brand for, for many years, and I branched off and launched a new brand with an accountability partner, you know, um, somebody who I've watched her journey. She's watched my journey. Um, we're not personal friends. We didn't really know each other from that standpoint. I didn't know anything about her family or her husband or anything, but we had similar missions and similar growth patterns of where we wanted to be. We were both entrepreneurs, but we both had kind of a longing to be part of a team. And so when I, you know, when we talked about being an accountability partner for each other, it was very important. And we went through a series of, you know, a lot of months, actually weeks and months, it probably took us three months to really get to that point where we felt like, okay, this will work. And she's going to challenge me in this way. I'm going to challenge her in this way, you know, and, and she really is my, not only my business partner, but my accountability partner. Um, I think as individuals, especially as entrepreneurs, um, we have blind spots and we have blind spots in every part of our life, but we certainly have blind spots where, you know, I wasn't doing something and I never would have noticed it, but yet she picked up on it and said, Hey, I see that you could use a little support here. What do you think about this? And so we would have those conversations and, uh, and I saw that she had some blind spots around area where I have gifts and, uh, we would challenge each other back and forth, but we got to a really, really great, great point where we thought, okay, I think we can do this together. So that's a business accountability partner. And, um, it's worked really well for us. How did who like who makes the first move? Because <laughs> it's mm. it's so strange because it, it's it's you got to be really kind of vulnerable in some ways to yeah. approach somebody and say, look, I have this thing I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Would you like to work together, even mm-hmm. if it's not technically together for the same right. benefit? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's 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 interesting. Um, I think actually you know, she was on my show. I was doing something with her. We worked with a couple of clients, um, similar clients and the same clients, and we were in the same space. So we were constantly kind of, you know, in the same circles. And I think it was actually, I think Kristen was the one that reached out to me. And actually it was because I can remember it was planning an event at that point. And she said, Hey, I really love what you're doing. I admire your brand. I know how hard you work. I have some skills in this area. Would you consider a conversation to talk about maybe coming together and doing this? So it was her that kind of took that first step. Um, And we talked about it on one of our episodes and it it is, it, it, it puts you out there. You do have to be vulnerable. And I could have said, Oh no, I want to do it. You know, I'm going alone. It's fine. Um, But there were so many pros to working together that it made sense. So what are the biggest pros just in general of working with somebody? I would think, um, Mm -hmm. Not being lonely, number one, especially after the last couple of years. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're working remotely, um, 
that loneliness can be just a creativity killer. Absolutely. It can be. And you also can work yourself to death. You know, I was getting up, but you know, I get up early anyway, I have my morning routine and then I start work and, you know, I'd be sitting there all day and not coming up for air because I had so many things to do and so many things on the list that I needed to either record podcasts or be on segments or whatever it was. Um, so it helped me a lot around loneliness and time management. It also, um, the one reason that we really came together is because we're both at a certain age. She's 10 years older than I am. Um, she's at a different phase of life than I am. And one of the things that we were really realizing in each other's lives were that, you know, we, we weren't taking time for ourselves. We're, we're, we're creating all of this space and all this content and inspiring so many others. But yet, are we really doing that for ourselves or are we just, you know, putting all of our time and effort and energy into inspiring others. And so that was a real checkpoint for us. And I remember the meeting that we had, and I do this with friends as well, an accountability partner who's a good friend of mine. You know, we sit occasionally and just say, so what space do you need? Like what times of the day do you need blocked? Um, you know, I needed the summer. I knew I needed the summer. It was part of my brand of Fearlessly Facing 50. The summer is my time. And we had to work that out. And she needed the summer too. So we're coming back refreshed and um, recalibrated, refocused, re-energized. And if we would have kept just going at the pace we were going and not recognizing that or not bringing it up to each other, we would have we would have really, really plummeted quickly. I'm going to give you a compliment because the last time we spoke was, I think, June, yeah. beginning of June. And you look so refreshed. Like thank your you. face is just brighter. Thank like you. you just look yeah. refreshed. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, um, I needed it. And I've been talking a lot about, you know, this time for me was observing and not leading. And it was a much needed time of observe, you know, observation for me of, of just being mindful of where I was in my life and my journey. And I'm thankful that, you know, the brand and what we've built was able to kind of sustain itself over that time. And we have a wonderful team and um, they gave us, gave me that space. So I, I really appreciate that because I feel so much better. That's great. Okay. So I have pulled five tips for people on forming an accountability partnership. And I've yeah. kind of pulled them after reading way too many articles about this. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a hot topic. So yeah. Agree, disagree, but these are five kind of generally agreed upon things that are good to keep in mind as you try to have an accountability partner, whether it's for a professional, like you described or personal, this could be personal goals, like yeah. um, wanting to get your health in check, wanting to get fit, you name it. Okay. So the first one is define your goal. I mean, you got to know what exactly it is that you're hoping to accomplish and be able to verbalize yes. someone. Exactly. And be able to verbalize it. And, you know, if it's a friend, for example, because we talked about this, you know, um, make sure that you ask them the tough questions. Like one of the questions I ask my friends, and I think we talked about it before, is the fact that I say, you know, why did you choose me as your friend? When there's a million other people out there, why did you choose me? And what is it that I give to you that you feel so valuable? And you kind of have that conversation. And then you dig down into, hey, I really need help in this particular area. You know what I'm good at because you've defined that for me and I appreciate it. But how can you help me here? And um, I have a great friend who is, you know, just, I think we talk probably three times a week. She's my accountability partner, a very dear friend, but accountability partner for my health and my well being. And I need that. And so, how specific does that goal need to be as you, you kind of embark on that connection with somebody? Like, do you need to be able to say, like, I am looking to change careers, I want to yes. get this specific promotion? 
Yeah. You do. Yeah. You got to You got to drill it down and you got to be transparent about it. You can't just be fluffy about it. You have to say, this is what I want to do. And this is in this time frame. This is what I want to do. This is my goal. How can you help me get there? And, and be transparent about it. Be vulnerable. That's, that's okay. how you're going to get there. Tip two is to choose your partner carefully. Now for some people that might not be a close friend because maybe you don't have the most right. honest relationship with your friend, or maybe right. you just don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. What are your thoughts on finding that person mm. for different types of goals? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a great conversation to have with those people. Make a list of a few people that you really admire. You know, you really admire them. And why do you admire them? And what do they really possess that you see in them that you know you could kind of, you know, tag along with them and they could help you along your journey and whatever it is, health, business, you know, family, whatever it is. And then have a conversation once again, opening, you know, I'm a big communicator, verbalize to that person, hey, I'm choosing you for this because of these reasons. I admire you because of this, this, and this. And I feel like you could be a great accountability partner for me because you have those skills and I admire that. So you got to be open about it and, and go for it and create your list of people that you feel could really add value to you. And then, you know, I guess you got to also be open to the fact that maybe they might not want the pressure or they're not right. ready to be in that kind of you know, that's okay. It's so funny. It yeah. almost sounds like dating. Well, it's <laughs> true. Way. Yeah. But you know, it's okay. They might not, what is it? Swipe left or swipe right. You know, they may say, no, I'm going to pass. I don't have enough time to do. I appreciate it. They're certainly going to say that. And thank you for thinking of me, but I don't really have the time or the bandwidth to do that. And that's okay. Don't take it personally. You've complimented them. You still admire them. You're still going to watch them thrive in their journey, but it just wasn't the right time for them. Third step, um, speaking on that or building on that concept of time is to yeah. calendar the goals. So you have to have an expectation of what it is you're trying to accomplish by what, or maybe when you're going to have certain steps accomplished in order to be accountable. Yes, exactly. That's, that's so important. You have to have a timeline. You have to have, you know, a two week check-in and then maybe a 30 day check-in. And I'm a big person, a believer in any transition takes 90 days. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, a habit, what do they say? 30 days. I've read that book about habits. I can't remember mm -hmm. the title, but it's 30 days to create and keep a habit. It's 90 days to really fulfill, you know, where you want to be. You look at little, little steps in between, but I always look at a nine, my calendar is blocked into 90 days of what I really want to accomplish. Interesting. So I, being a journalist, love a deadline. Oh yeah. Um, maybe, maybe I don't love a deadline. It's just how I function. Well, you're wired that way. Many. I'm wired yeah. that way, but that's not really a great way to live for most people. Right. <laughs> it's not the healthiest right. way. True. So can you maybe give us a tip on how to have a realistic deadline for yourself so mm -hmm. that you still are pushing yourself, but you're not also being completely unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's, you can, you can have too long a deadline as well. Oh, absolutely. And when I say 90 days, I always feel like with all of the job transitions that my husband's gone through with 11 moves, I always give them that period of grace of 90 days because I know how difficult it is to transition into something new. I'm kind of his accountability partner for that. Um, I think that, you know, you have to establish a timeline for yourself to say, and you also have to communicate that with your accountability partner to say, hey, this is my end goal. This is where I want to be. I think I can accomplish this in 90 days, maybe I'll get there sooner, but you have little check-ins along the way. You know, those are those mindfulness little things that you do along the way that you take a little time uh, every week and you self-reflect on how you're doing on that goal. You know, how many resumes have you sent out? How many people have you reached out to? How many people have you contacted in your network to get to that next step? Um, you know, so you just have little, little stops in between, but you know, you don't need a hard stop deadline. I'm yeah. wired the same. 
I love deadlines. Yeah. So that's just the way I am. Um, it keeps me on track, but you know, you, you need to be flexible and, and realistic with how your life is going. Things happen. You also, I guess, have to be realistic about how you're going to check in and how often you're going to check in, like in what right. manner. I mean, for some people, it could be a text message every yep. week. Hey, this is what I'm working on this week. Or maybe for some people, it's a Zoom, it's a phone call. Yep. What has worked for you in the past with the different types yeah, of accountability partners you have? That's a really great point too, because text messaging is great. You kind of check in and say, hey, how you doing at the start of the week? Monday is kind of my start day. So I like to do that. I know my good friend and I check in every Monday on how we're doing and kind of what our week looks like and what challenges we might have that week that might kind of be a roadblock for us to get to that next goal. So we have those conversations. Um, I think text is great. You know, I'm I'm a huge communicator. I talk, I just drove 17 hours um, a couple of weeks ago um, to get from Wisconsin back to Connecticut. And I mean, I must've had 12 phone calls. Um, so I communicate a lot verbally more than, you know, over zoom or whatever, but I like to talk to the person and really, um, create that, that dialogue and really share what challenges I might be going through that because everything's going to change week to week. You never know what's going to happen. Do you have an organizational hack that you use to make sure that you are actually doing the check-in? Oh boy, not really. I wish no. I did have a good organizational hack, to be honest. I really don't. I just keep everything in this. And I mean, that's the way it goes. And I use Apple. I use a couple of different focus tools and a couple of other apps that people have sent me that I've tried to do, but I don't have one thing. So, okay. hey, if you find one, let me know. I, I love knowing how people do things because I'm like, if you can yeah. save me time and aggravation, I'm all over it. Yeah. I'll try anything. Yeah. Um, and the last one that I wrote down um, is to make the connection something you look forward to, not that something that feels like another job, because it should mm -hmm. be something that you feel some great personal growth coming out of. So yes. it should be something that you really, really enjoy. Yeah, it should be. And when it when it's not enjoyable, when it's not bringing you joy, then you have to then you've got to just kind of put a stop on for then and then reassess in a little while because you always want it to bring you joy. You don't want to dread that phone call or that text or that conversation. Or if you're having a bad day and you're not nearly where you want it to be with your health goal or whatever, you don't want to be frustrated and, and put it off or avoid it either. Um, I'm interested in asking you, when you say accountability, you know, define for me what you think an accountability partner is because I'm curious if we have the same definition. Mm. I suppose I probably should have started this with that. Um, I think an accountability partner is like almost like having a conscience. Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's yeah. it's that inside voice that is talking to you saying, have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Or have you thought about this? Who can maybe help keep you true to the goal of actually checking the things off to get to the goal, but also somebody who challenges you to think maybe a little bit differently yes. or who also tells you that you're onto something. Because I think sometimes, especially in creative fields, you can think you are heading to a dead end and then you bounce it off someone and they're like, Ooh, that's really good. And then have you ever thought about adding this to this? Yes, and exactly. That is great. You know, that happens in podcasting a lot. Like, oh, I know somebody like that. I interviewed somebody. Let yep. me, let me make a connection. So yes. it's that collaboration that helps unlock things in your brain that you don't even know are there. So to yeah, me, it's somebody who spot. helps you think big and then helps you actually follow through on it. Yep, exactly. Same definition. I was just curious. And it is, it's about growing. It's about growth, personal growth and development and realizing, you know, when you have those aha moments with somebody, when you're talking to them and you say, oh, wow, I didn't think about it that way. That's your accountability partner. I love it. Same, same definition. I was just curious. 
And that is very much what happens, you know, in newsrooms, especially as you're constantly bouncing things off of, of other people. It's one right. of the things that I think is a real downside of people who work remotely completely on their own is you miss those yeah. little moments of collaboration and inspiration that only come when you're eyeball to eyeball, even if it's through yeah. Zoom like we are right now, but you have those side conversations that can really take you down paths you never saw coming. And to me, that's yeah. the beauty of an accountability partner. And I certainly have them in fitness. I have them in my job. I've had them in podcasting, reaching out to people like you. So I think <laughs> that they can be great for people who are looking to hit a reset um, to yeah. keep you honest to, to where it is that you want to go. Yes, exactly. And you know, you mentioned in the, one of the interviews we did recently was those five words that you use. How can I help you today? Yeah. How can I help you today? Right. Aren't those, those how things? How can like, I help you? How can I help you? Yeah. Today's I remember. Good. Yeah. Good. And you said that, and I bet you are a fabulous accountability partner to people because you would, you would be honest and open um, and allow them, you know, and I love that when you said that, that was about building confidence, but how can I, how can I help you? And I think that's a, that's the key to any, that's, that's a trait that an accountability partner has to have. Agreed. Okay. So to wrap this up, a good accountability partner is what? Is honest, is focused and committed to your, committed to your goal. A good accountability partner is not, boy, that's a good one, is not um, someone who can't make time for you, that's too busy, someone who you feel that they may not be honest with you. Um, I think that's the big one, actually, that an accountability partner is someone that is not someone that cannot be totally transparent and honest with you. I think yeah. that's, I think that's key. I'd agree. And I also, I would add to a good accountability partner is somebody who celebrates your success mm. and is just excited for you reaching your goals yep. as you are for them as they yes. start to tick those boxes as well. Yes. That's an incredible accountability partner. Yeah. I agree. Well, better together. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Amy, exactly. this is so good. Thank you so much. I, I knew you'd be Welcome. fabulous brainstorming this stuff. And I, I love this topic. I love the idea. And we, it's funny that we come at it a lot of times later in life, we realize the power yeah, of reaching do. out, especially to other women to, to lend, to borrow from their expertise and to, yeah. to have that collaboration. It's a skill I really wish I would have had even earlier and earlier in our careers. A lot of times we talk about mentors, Yes, um, right. but collaboration partners can be your mentor too. And oh, absolutely. Mentorship I, goes both ways. So I mean, a I lot think of so too. Talk better the same. Yeah. We go further faster when we work together. And that's something yeah. I wish I would have known too much earlier in life. I know it's a long list. Oh, well, but we're having a good time now. Okay. Best ways to keep up with everything you're doing with better than gossip. Yeah. You can go to better than gossip.com. You can find us on Instagram, better than better than gossip underscore, or you can go to amy.k.schmidt or fearlessly facing 50.com. Great. Or when do you start um, production again for the next season? Yeah. Well, well, season two launches in January. We're filming again in November. We have some great guests. Um, it's just a whole lot of fun and I love learning along the way. So it's amazing. All right. Thanks for joining today. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I knew that would be a fun conversation. I drove home from the station this morning just totally looking forward to talking with Amy because I knew it was going to be good. And she had such great advice. One thing we didn't get into that I think is worth bringing up real quickly is that sometimes it's hard to know where to find that accountability partner. So here's an idea on how you could do that. You could use your social media. So maybe road test an accountability partner by putting it out into your Instagram stories to see who connects with 
whatever it is you're going after. So let's just say hypothetically, let's say the what you want accountability on is to run a marathon. You might put it out there, hey, who do I know who's run a marathon before? Is anyone training? Anybody want to work together to increase our running levels or something like that? And see who connects or see who is supportive or see who has some sort of comment that indicates that they have some experience in an area that maybe you didn't even know about. So you might have that person already in your community and that might be the way that you can make that initial connection to take it to the next level to maybe be each other's accountability partners. And of course, the best way to get an accountability partner is to be a good accountability partner. So remember, as much as you're going to be getting, you got to give as well. Thanks for listening this week. And if you have any comments on the show or you'd like to suggest a topic or a guest, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. You'll find me at runreadsip. Just shoot me a message and I would love to connect that way. And then for everybody who's been sharing the show, thank you. So helpful. <laughs> Takes a lot of work off my plate. Every time you... Um, tweet the show or you share a text with a friend with a link to the show saying, you know, maybe you might enjoy this. It really helps the crazy algorithm that I still don't understand about how shows get noticed on the podcasting platforms. It is a mystery, kind of like all those socks I have in my laundry room that have shown up in the last six months, solo, lonely socks that I can't throw away because the other ones might show up again. That's what the mystery is like as you try to figure out how podcast rankings are done. I'm not kidding you. It's the same. They all come from the same place. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Dying to Ask.